the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, 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 my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas. It's 58 degrees here, but it feels a lot colder than that. Would you believe that we're getting gusts up to 35 miles an hour? I mean, things are blowing around. When I was coming into the building a few moments ago, there was a gust. I was afraid I was going to end up like uh, like Dorothy and Oz. Um, so welcome to our show, my friends. Uh, today, we're going to be chatting about race relations. Why, why, why? Well, uh, besides the obvious fact that uh, everything seems to be racially and gender uh, related in today's world, uh, you know, the the, the formidable uh, accusation that is always given to some some conservative is always, uh, well, you're a racist. Uh, we're we're going to we're going to talk honestly about race, race relations today. And um, uh, particularly since uh, on Monday, it's Martin Luther King Day. And I, I am I am fascinated. I am fascinated as to how he would look upon today's world. Uh, Gandhi, let me, let me, let me, let me refer to this. Gandhi once said, Gandhi once said that, uh, asked the question, do you fight to change things or do you fight to punish people? And, uh, you know, in today's world related to, to, uh, civil rights, uh, and race relations, I think, um, I think some leaders, particularly liberal leftist leaders have, uh, ceased to, uh, to fight for the change and and for the betterment, I think they're fighting to punish uh, people. You know, the the whole idea that uh, somehow white guilt is uh, is used constantly as a as a battering ram, white privilege. Uh, it, I, you know, it was hysterical this past week uh, that um, David Webb, uh, one of our uh, one of our hosts on uh, on on this uh, network. Uh, he was having a, a he was doing an interview with a um, with a Democrat uh, with a black lady who's a Democrat uh, uh, operative political operative and uh, she quite frankly accused him of being of white privilege because she thought he was white and David Webb if you know is a black gentleman <laughs> so that was uh, I mean you know quickly quickly you know when she could not debate issues she went immediately to that. Um, the uh, the other thing we're going to be chatting about, of course, besides just the the uh, race relations issues, is uh, is regarding the um, the uh, uh, update on on immigration news, and there's lots of that. So um, let me begin by uh, by 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 saying a, a a quick hello to some of my friends that have uh, that have uh, sent me emails or or, uh, or uh, Facebook uh, notices uh, lately. Uh, congratulating me on the program uh i want to say hello to izzy lyman and casey alpin up in michigan uh and to uh, phil kent in uh, georgia and to uh, drew costanza in new york and a very very special hello a very very special hello to my two friends hector garza and uh, chris cabrera down on the texas border those gentlemen are uh, border patrol agents who work uh on the texas mexico border and let me tell you i take my hat on to those gentlemen so um we're gonna we're gonna uh, now go to our uh, to our program to our uh, uh, news news bites. But um, let me encourage you. Let me encourage everyone to please, 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 uh, if you want to uh, call us uh, at two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven or eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And uh, and uh, let's chat. Let's chat. Let's have an honest discussion about uh, race relations. So uh, let's uh, let's go to our first seg- segment. Howdy, 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 my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas on KLUP 930 AM. 
And today, my friends, we're going to talk about um, race relations specifically because, uh, as we all know, this coming uh, Monday, January 21st, I believe it is, the um, it is Martin Luther King Day, and there's going to be all sorts of celebrations re- related to race relations and equality and gender relations and, I mean, uh, human relations, as they call them now. So at any rate, uh, I wanted to uh, to chat and uh, visit with you ab- about uh, the issue of race relations from a, a, a conservative point of view, and that's not necessarily different from any other point of view that it should be, but I'm just going to pers- give you a perspective of what I see in the world of race relations. Now, uh, taking into account that I am a uh, person of color, so to speak, I uh, uh, am, am very, very brown, although I consider myself an American first. I am, you know, one of those uh, persons that looks very, very much like a minority. At any rate, uh, I believe that uh, race relations have hit a, uh, a real snag uh, in today's world. And when people want to talk, when liberals want to talk about race relations, they want you to shut up. They want conservatives to shut up and then they want to do all the talking and they want to put a guilt trip on you. So what I want to do is uh, we're going to, we've got three items that we want to chat about. First of all, uh, there is, uh, uh, the issue of course, of immigration and race, because that's become a big one. My friends, that is really, really big. We're going to chat about that. Secondly, I want to chat about this, uh, this issue of, um, uh, congressional, uh, race relations or, or race relations in Congress, particularly the situation that has developed recently with uh, Iowa Congressman uh, King uh, and him being censored uh, by Congress. And I believe that there's a very, very big double standard in Congress. Secondly, uh, I, uh, or thirdly, rather, I want to talk about uh, the issue of Democrats uh, criticizing uh, police uh, and, and law enforcement. Uh, particularly uh, using the using the issue of race as a battering ram. So uh, let's we're gonna we're gonna chat about that a little bit. So let me let me take a quick little break and then we'll be right back with our first item. Hugh Hewitt can predict the outcome of the Russia investigation. You know what's I'm beginning to think is going to happen. They're digging dry holes. They're going to find out that Manafort was a bad guy. They did bad things. They got nothing on collusion. The president is not a mole, and it's going to deeply embarrass the left. They'll never stop believing it, but it's going to deeply embarrass the left. That's what I'm beginning to think is going to happen. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy again, my friends. George Rodriguez at Conservative talking to you from San Antonio on KLUP 930. Um, as we said, we're going to talk about uh, the issue of race relations uh, in 2019 because in my book, um, the, we, we have made zero progress. In fact, if anything, I think we've gone backwards. Uh, the issue uh, of civil rights, which was, you know, which I grew up that that era that I grew up in, in uh, the 1960s. Um, that was a time and period where segregation uh, was extremely overt. It was very, very common. I remember, I'll, I'll tell you, my friends, I personally remember uh, w- going with my mom uh, to a restaurant in South Texas and uh, my mom and I being uh, denied uh, service uh, that uh, they told us literally the, uh, the proprietor came out and said, uh, no, we don't serve Mexicans. Uh, I, I remember the look on my mom, you know, very, very disappointed, very, very sad. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I was five years old. I didn't, you know, I didn't understand it completely, but I asked her what happened. And she says, um, it's no big deal. I remember telling me that it was no big deal that one day things were going to change. Yep, things have changed. However, I am not sure they've changed completely for the better. First of all, let me tell you, racism is racism. Okay, there's no two ways around it, whether it's racism by one by X against Y or racism by Y against X. It's racism. Second thing is that uh, when you try to create an equal situation by giving favorable by giving favorable uh, rights or favorable uh, attention to one per to one group over another, that doesn't help that is that is discrimination when you when you give favorable treatment x over y that is uh racism that is that's the problem what we've got in today's world my friends to a large extent 
are a lot of folks that are not really truly, in my opinion, seeking civil rights. They're seeking civil revenge. And uh, unfortunately, that kind of a situation perpetuates, uh, perpetuates a problem of, uh, of animosity. It perpetuates a problem of it, it divides society. It creates more uh, and, and more of a division within the society based on on race, ethnicity, gender, whatever. You know, equality is supposed to be equality for everybody, regardless. And uh, when you've got special groups asking uh, for preferential treatment, i.e., when you've got people demanding affirmative action just because, then it becomes a problem. Then it becomes a problem. Logically, logically, everyone should be equal. Okay. However, there are some folks who uh, I will say are uh, insecure, socially insecure, and therefore they want a little bit more help. I can understand that. But when government steps in and provides help, I'll use that term. When they provide help over and above another group, isn't that discrimination, my friends? Isn't that institutional government discrimination? You know, what we, should, what we need to do is, is preach love, preach equality, and, uh, and encourage it, and encourage it. We need to understand that racism, my friends, like any, any problem, like any sin, if you want to use that word, like any problem, is always going to exist. We're never going to stop hate. That's, that's just a human condition. However, we need to preach against it. We need to work to make people understand that, that it is bad. And uh, we uh, need to, to you know, provide equal opportunities. However, we cannot, we cannot seek revenge. We cannot try to justify uh, one group uh, receiving preferential treatment over another. And we certainly, my friends, we certainly cannot uh, allow discrimination to resolve discrimination. Once again, my friends, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 9.30 a.m. We'll be right back. Welcome, welcome, welcome back again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from uh, beautiful San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, on KLUP 930 AM. All right, let's talk, uh, continuing our discussion with uh, about race relations. Let's talk about a very, very hot uh, point, uh, a hot issue right now, which is immigration, illegal immigration specifically, but immigration and race. Uh, lately, we have uh, had the left, the liberals and uh, the left and the liberal media really, really go to town on anyone who wants a wall, accusing them of uh, a border wall, accusing them of racism, accusing them of being antagonistic against brown people, against people of color, against the third world. All right, let's talk. Let's talk honestly about this, my friends. Immigration. First of all, uh, the idea of uh, uh, immigration is something that has existed throughout the history of time. Immigrants have been coming uh, to the United uh, to to the Americas uh, as the American Indians did. Uh, then there were within the Americas there were Indian tribes that moved from one one uh, section of the country to another section of the country. There have and every time that there is immigration, my friends, there are clashes. There are the Huns that came into Europe. There are the Romans that went into Britain. Uh, migration uh, has, is a fact of life. People move. And when they do, there are always clashes. There are always clashes between the people that are already there and the newcomers. Okay? And uh, there's, the clashes always are resolved with, with uh, the folks who are the stronger of the two. They, uh, they prevail. I mean, for a long, long time in Rome, the, Rome, the Romans prevailed. But then there were times that they did not. If anybody has ever been to Britain, they've seen the uh, wall that they constructed in Britain to keep the Scots to the north. They've also uh, there was also a a uh, a very very uh, wall, a very very strong uh, border that was constructed along the Danube to keep the uh, the Germanic tribes uh, out of uh, out of Rome. 
And uh, all those those barriers worked until um, the people of Rome themselves decided, you know, hey, it's not too bad to have these immigrants come in. And, you know, that's when they, they were allowed to. But, I mean, the, it, the fact of the matter, you know, whether it's the, the Great Wall of China or Hadrian's Wall in England, people have wanted to uh, establish borders to, to uh, control immigration, to control migrations. In today's world, my friends, we've got the similar situation. There is nothing wrong with a country, with a country, a nation wanting to defend its borders, to want to establish borders and to defend them. That is the nature of a nation, to have borders and to protect them. On the other hand, in the globalist society, everybody wants to, uh, you know, as John Lennon would said, you know, we uh, imagine there's no uh, country. Imagine there's no religion. Well, that's great, my friends, but it's not reality. It's not reality. And immigration, my friends, in, in today's world, really doesn't have anything to do with, with race. It's got everything to do, though, with national security, with national identity. And, uh, I mean, first of all, uh, you know, I, as an American of Mexican descent, I, uh, I look very much, obviously, like somebody from Mexico. But on the other hand, I am very much an American. I want to protect my country. I want to protect my, uh, the, the, the laws of my nation. I want them respected. Unfortunately, my friends, unfortunately, for political reasons, there are people who want to play on the race card simply, simply for politics. Border crossings are, 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 uh, are climbing to an all-time high, and, and uh, Democrats and liberals deny it. Yet uh, even NPR did a fact check and found that uh, there were more than 100,000 people trying to enter the country illegally just in December and November of 2018. Of 2018, my friends, more than 100,000, you know, however, they played the, the, the media play, downplays the number, you know, and, and again, these folks are coming from third world countries. Yes, they are Hispanic, Latino, whatever you want to call them, people of color, but they are also, my friends, trying to enter illegally. Also, along with it is the issue of crime. If we don't know who's coming in, my friends, how the heck can we can how the heck can we control and protect our communities? We have seen lately, we have seen lately the tragedy of illegal aliens committing crimes such as murder and rape. And uh, again, there are folks who say, "Well, though there's always murder and rape in our communities." Yes, but that's committed by folks who are citizens, and that doesn't justify the fact that folks are coming in illegally, that these folks are here illegally, they shouldn't even be here. And the issue again, my friends, past presidents, have many of them have tried to address the issue, you know, but they failed. They do it half-heartedly. Bill Clinton in, in the 1995 uh, State of the Union address said that all Americans have the right, uh, have, are rightly di uh, disturbed when large numbers of illegal aliens enter the country. He said that. George uh, Bush, George W. Bush, uh, declared that securing the border was a basic responsibility of a sovereign nation. And even Barack Obama in 2005 declared that we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected. Well, what's changed? What has changed, my friends, is politics. That's what's changed, is politics, is that there's somebody in the White House that the media, the mainstream media, the Democrats, and a lot of Republicans just Hate the the guy that's that's in the White House, Donald Trump, is so despised that anything that he's going to do is attacked and and and, and uh, vilified, and that includes protecting us. There is a crisis at the border, my friends, and it has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with national security. There are many many Americans of Latino, of Mexican, of Cuban, of Puerto Rican, of of black descent, who will tell you that they don't want to compete with foreigners, whether their foreigners are here legally or illegally. They don't want to compete for jobs, for resources. Shouldn't America be for Americans? Let me conclude this comment. With, 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 let me conclude this, this portion with this comment, my friends. Let's think about it. What is the point? What is the point of being 
a citizen, a legal citizen of the United States, if, if illegal aliens, people who entered the country illegally, if they get the same benefits, the same rights, and the same privileges, what's the point of being a legal, a legal resident or a legal citizen? You know, think about it. My friends, we have a crisis and it has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with our national security and with protecting our citizens. That's what it has to do with. It has everything to, to, to do with protecting our communities. There is nothing wrong with immigration as long as it's controlled and legal. As long as people are coming here legally and there is a control to who enters so that we know who is coming. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you in San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, on ALUP 9.30 a.m. Thank you. a.m. The answer. All right, my folks. Uh, let's do a little bit of, uh, of immigration news update right now because uh, there's lots happening. And uh, a good friend of mine just texted me a little while ago uh, that I must remember always uh, that uh, I am a Texan first, that the United States, the reason it's called the United States is because it is a union of states and we are citizens of the state. So, uh, you know, we are, we, you know, the, the rights that we have uh, are our own. They are not uh, granted by the government. We, uh, they are our personal individual rights. And um, they, uh, they are based on, uh, on us being citizens of our state. So, um, you know, he reminds me very politely about that. And I, I must point that out. I am a Texan first. I am. I really am a Texan first. But that's not to insult our friends in Michigan or Georgia or any place else. All right, let's do um, let's do uh, some quick um, news here, my friends, because um, this whole issue of race relations and immigration—I mean, it's gone, it's gotten out of control. And uh, the reason it does is because uh, you know I debated this gentleman not too long ago, um, who kept insisting that all the problems in Latin America, particularly Central America and Mexico were the fault of American expansionism, particularly of white Americans' expansionism. White colonialism had, uh, had uh, hurt uh, America, uh, or Mexico and, and Central America, that white imperialism. And uh, they use that, they, they throw those terms around just very, very loosely and very, very quickly. Um, you know, and I'm sorry, you know, I, I rate that along with folks that accuse, uh, that accuse, uh, America of uh, of, of um, the problems of Black Americans uh, are all tied to uh, to slavery. I'm sorry, it's been uh, it's been over 150 years that uh, America has um, not had slaves, and I'm not sure exactly what um, you know uh, how they can tie uh, Americans today to slavery. Uh, if there is any problem that we've got, it is uh, culturalism. It is the cultural problems in Latin America. Uh, let me let me give you an, a good example of of the political culture uh, that is uh, that is a problematic in 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 uh, Mexico. We've been talking a lot about um, you know in Washington about the border security and uh, our partnership with Mexico. Well, uh, yesterday there was a uh, on Tuesday actually there was a big revelation that uh, in the trial of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. Uh, for those of you who uh, are not familiar with Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, El Chapo uh, is uh, he was uh, probably the the, uh, the top drug kingpin uh, in Mexico. And uh, I mean, the man, you know, was uh, was akin to uh, Al Capone. Only you uh, would make him about 10 times more powerful. Uh, at any rate, uh, they finally caught up with him and uh, he's been on trial in the United States. Well, yesterday or should I say uh, on Tuesday, um, a Colombian drug trafficker uh, who worked with El Chapo uh, testified, testified that between 2007 and 2013, allegedly they gave the Mexican president Enrique Peña Nieto $250 million in bribes, $250 million. That is not, that is not just, uh, that, that's not walking around money, you know? <laughs> 
Um, the next day, in an unsealed court document, uh, it was uh, it was uh, alleged and claimed that uh, bribes by the cartels were paid to uh, the previous Mexican president, Felipe Calderon, uh, and uh, to a campaign worker of the current president, Andres Manuel Lopez uh, Obrador, AMLO, as they call him. I mean, these are the facts, my friends. These are the facts that that political corruption, the culture of political corruption is alive and well in these in these countries, in these countries like uh, Mexico and Central America, even worse. We'll come back and chat a little bit more about this, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLMU, MP, KLUP, 9.30 a.m. We'll be right back. Howdy, 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 my friends. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas. We were just chatting. We were just chatting a little bit uh, before the break about this um, this revelation that came about yesterday, or this past week, should I say, this past week regarding the uh, bribes that El Chapo Guzman, the drug kingpin in Mexico, uh, was, were, was providing to uh, Mexican presidents. And, uh, you know, as I as I had uh, just said, you know, the United States just uh, Trump just released or authorized the release of one hundred million dollars to Mexico to help with the um, uh, with uh, the uh, illegal immigration and the uh, uh, migrants that are coming from uh, from Central America. He just released it last month. A hundred million. Now, you compare that 100 million to the entire nation of Mexico, to the government of Mexico, should I say, versus El Chapo Guzman giving 250 million. 100 million versus 250 million by El, uh, El Chapo to, directly to the president, to the president of Mexico. Who do you think, based on figures, on those figures, who do you think he's going li- to, the, the president of Mexico is going to listen to? I mean, this is this is the problem. And again, the problem is not race. The problem is the culture, the culture of, of bribery, of polit- the political corruption, which is a culture. I mean, I, I will tell you that the culture that I grew up with uh, in my own home, in my own, among my own family, was that we would we went back and forth between Mexico, between Nuevo, La- Nuevo Laredo and Laredo on a regular basis. I mean, we just did it. It would just go back and forth. There was no big deal about it. But we can't do it now. We cannot allow that to happen anymore. Why? Because as we speak, there's another several thousand Central Americans marching towards our border. And where you have several thousand camped on the, uh, on the border in, uh, in San Diego, now we've got several thousand more coming. And not only that, my friends, when I go to Laredo and I sit there and I observe who's crossing the border, you know, it looks like the United Nations. There are Africans. There are South Asians. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a who's who of the third world, the third world, which is locked in poverty and the third world, which is locked in poverty because of the culture, because of the culture that they that that, that they uh, have. Yes. Uh, in, in my book, in my book, and I'm going to probably get to a lot of people, poverty is a culture, the culture of poverty, and it is transmitted from generation to generation, and it is brought by immigrants. And when they get here, they either change their culture as as hundreds of thousands, millions of immigrants 
have done in the past. They have changed their culture and they have progressed and found opportunities and made them and, and made the American dream. Or they're going to retain the culture of poverty and they're going to pass it on to uh, to uh, to their kids. The expectation that government government takes care of you, that somehow society owes it to you. And this is the problem that we've got, my friends. This is a big problem that we've got. We, um, you know, there's the issue uh, also um, family separation. The uh, that was another news item that that popped up was that apparently, apparently, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, Health and Human Services, found that there were several thousand immigrant children, as they put it. These are these are the illegal alien kids that that uh, have been brought across in the past uh, year or so. That uh, there are several thousand that have not been that that were not properly counted, and of course the liberal press just had a melt- meltdown over it, as well as the the Democrats, and they have, they condemned Trump for separating families and uh, and, and for uh, uh, a a very strict border uh, policy. However, again, my friends, let's let's be honest. Let's look at it because again, this is not racism. This is protecting our border. Okay. What is happening is that you've got a lot of adults coming to the United States with kids, endangering them on a long trip, on a long trip. This morning I was watching, um, I was watching the news, and there is, there's lots of videotape of uh, this new caravan that's coming from Central America of women carrying kids, babies, little babies. And they ask them, well, how are you going to feed them? I don't know. I don't know. My goodness, my friends. You know, has anybody ever crossed the Mexican uh, mountains in winter? You know, I lived I lived in Mexico City in uh, uh, in the in the in the early seventies. Uh, I lived in a community called Ameca Meca, right up uh, right next to the uh, right at the foot of the the, the volcanoes, Popocatépetl. And let me tell you, my friends, it was cold. It snowed up there. It snowed, and here are these people coming crossing these mountains, and they're ill-prepared. Heaven knows what kind of health they're already in to begin with, you know, and now they're going to come to the, to, without any money, without any uh, plans, without any sustenance, and then they get sick, and it's somehow our problem? I hate to sound, I hate to sound so harsh, but, you know, again, these people are coming not because we invited them, okay, that's number one, Certainly not because uh, there is a plan to keep them here. They are coming because they want to come and they're following some kind of false hope. That's all I can tell you. And so, you know, they they found this this, um, HHS um, uh, uh, study. They found that uh, about 2,700 kids were not accounted for. 2,700 kids. And so now the question is, well, okay, now that we've found them, now what are we going to do with them? Well, you know, good question. Good question. Because uh, each one of these kids supposedly needs to be unified. According to uh, liberal judges, they need to be unified with their family. But if we, can't, if we don't know where the family is, you know, uh, uh, what can we do? The other thing is, the other thing is that so many, we are finding lots of cases where kids are being brought by people who are not related to them. And the reason that they are being brought is because they can claim that they are a family and that they can, they can enter the United States and, and be provided all sorts, of, uh, uh, all sorts of benefits immediately, including the biggest one, that they are allowed to stay in the United States indefinitely. Indefinitely. They are released and indefinitely they can stay. It's, uh, it, it is, it, it, it's a shocker, my friends. Well, we're going to take another quick break, and then we'll come back with another segment. But, um, it, you know, uh, it, it, this issue of somehow the border on the south being a border uh, that is the result of racism, it, it's not, my friends. It is a, a result of national, uh, of, of national security, but it, it's also a, 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 uh, an important division between law and order, law and order, between our national law and order and uh, a third world that, unsa- uh, un- un- uh, unfortunately, a third world 
that uh, has uh, been out of control for, for a long, long time and thus perpetuated their own set of problems. So, once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas on KLUP, 930 a.m. We'll be right back. Welcome once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas on KLUP, 930 a.m. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this uh, situation uh, regarding the uh, announcement by Julian Castro, San Antonio's one of San Antonio's favorite son, if not favorite Democrat son, uh, Julian Castro announced his uh, his candidacy for president uh, last Saturday, uh, January fourteenth, uh, here in San Antonio, and in the process, my friends, and in the process, he made some very, very he made several controversial comments, but one of them that I found very, very offensive was how he aligned himself with uh, Black Lives Matter, a group that I consider to be very violent uh, and radical and anti-police. Uh, I mean, they have, they have literally uh, encouraged the murder of police officers. Uh, and, and, you know, so let me say right off the bat, I think Julian Castro should be ashamed of his comments. Julian called uh, law enforcement uh, officers uh, uh, part of a state violence in his speech uh, to announce his candidacy. Uh, we need to remind ourselves and Mr. Castro that three police officers have been shot dead uh, in the last week, in the last week, and seven have been killed so far uh, as of uh, January 14th. Seven have been killed. Meanwhile, uh, the past week, the Democrat uh, presidential hopeful, Mr. Castro, is villainizing the police officers. Three officers were gunned down, uh, two in, 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 a, in southern cities and a third in California last week. The Boston Herald reported that a staggering 144 police officers were killed in the line of duty uh, in 2018. 144 in the line of, day, of duty in 2014. The leading cause of it, of course, uh, of the deaths were shootings. During the midterm elections in 2018, uh, we have another little incident which I think shows Julian and his twin brother Joaquin's uh, attitude. Uh, Joaquin Castro complained about a, a police patrol, a police patrol car being parked in a parking lot uh, in a voting site in San Antonio and claimed, this is what he claimed, this is why he complained, that the police presence could intimidate voters. Uh, you know, that, 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 that's incredible. That is shocking. It's offensive, my friends. I'm telling you, it is offensive that Democrat candidates are publicly pandering to violent anti-police groups such as Black Lives Matter while police officers are being attacked and even killed. Democrat, uh, Demo the Democrats' disrespect for law and order, including, of course, defending and encouraging illegal immigration, it is inexcusable and, in my book, almost treasonous. We need, my friends, we need folks that protect us in order to create and, and in order to maintain a civil society. When people disrespect laws and attack uh, police officers, then we are heading down the road to creating an uncivil society. My friends, we need to respect police officers. This is not to say that all police officers are great. This is not to say that there aren't some bad apples, but overall, my friends, Overall, the police do a good job. They protect us. Again, I, as an American of, of Mexican descent who grew up here in San Antonio, you know, on the south side of San Antonio, I can honestly say I have never had a problem with a police officer. I have never been disrespected by a police officer. I've never felt threatened by a police officer. We need to be conscientious of this. And politicians that pander and play the race card in attacking the police, that's wrong. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas on ALUP, 930 AM. Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees the president trying to fix a broken system. How many more people should we let in? Isn't it reasonable 
to say that we will not countenance more illegals coming across the border because the system is broken. It needs to be fixed. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2, right before Larry Elder at 5 on 930 AM. The Answer. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. Let's, uh, we're on our, on our uh, final leg of our uh, show, so let's, let's chat. Uh, let, me, let me chat with you a couple of things that are just now breaking. Uh, and it's, uh, again, this, uh, this show is being, uh, is, is being broadcast on Saturday, uh, September, uh, <laughs> Saturday, January, rather. Saturday, January the 19th. And um, just now we're getting an announcement that uh, I haven't got the details specifically, but uh, President uh, Trump is uh, uh, is has announced and proposed a um, an end to the uh, to the government shutdown by proposing uh, to uh, give something to the Democrats, namely uh, DACA uh, and uh, asking for more Border Patrol agents and a few other things that I need to uh, look into. But, uh, you know, this is uh, him reaching out and, and proposing through. Now, first of all, let me tell you right up at the top, right, 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 very, very much from the front, that um, that uh, I really, you know, I think that rewarding DACA is the same thing. It's going to have the same revolt results as the amnesty that we did in 1986. Uh, we're going to have to do it again and again and again. Uh, and so uh, I oppose that. I think that, um, you know, uh, rewarding illegal immigration for kids, for adults, for anyone is, is rewarding illegal immigration. So I've got a real problem with that. However, uh, I, my, my gut sense is that the uh, Democrats are going to reject anyway. So, you know, um, he's proposed something re- related to uh, DACA before and it went nowhere. And uh, so, um, I, you know, I just don't think that uh, that Democrats really care to resolve this whole issue. And, uh, you know, as far as the, the shutdown of the government, I, you know, I am not I don't have any ties to the government in any form or fashion. So uh, I'm not really missing it. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I, I uh, uh, maybe I'm being very, very selfish, but, um, you know, I, I haven't I haven't seen the end. of It's not the end of the world for me yet. Uh, con- continuing. All right. This uh, let me, let me uh, one of the things that I love to do is debunk fake news. OK. Uh, and fake news. Fake news occurs not only on the national level with CNN and MSNBC and uh, all these other characters, uh, but it also happens at the local level. I mean, one of the things that's fascinating to me is how local uh, media here in San Antonio has uh, has just been, you know, fawning over uh, who. Julian Castro's announcement uh, to run for president, but they haven't said anything about his uh, his, uh, his his comments about uh, his nasty little comments about police. Uh, they haven't said anything about uh, the um, hundred million that went uh, missing uh, at HUD. And uh, you know, the, the fake news, my friends, the the partisan fake news is uh, is a real problem. Yesterday. Uh, there was a big, big blow up in Washington, D.C., very, very big blow up because um, the uh, the day before BuzzFeed News, which is one of those uh, leftist uh, news organizations that claims to uh, to um, be providing uh, honest reports. BuzzFeed News came out. BuzzFeed News came out uh, with a um, with a, a uh, report that. Um, Somebody again, let me let me make sure that I I explain it to you correctly. Somebody had told somebody that had told the reporter that uh, President Trump had instructed had instructed the um, Michael Cohen, his attorney, to lie. Okay, let me again. Somebody had told somebody to tell that that uh, President Trump had told Michael Cohen his attorney to lie. Well, everything blew up yesterday <laughs> because supposedly that was a, a Buzzfeed got that report from the special counsel's office. And what was very, very unusual in this was how quickly the special counsel, which most of us don't consider a, uh, a friend to president Trump immediately came out, immediately came out and said that wasn't true. 
Well, you know, this 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 all happened after Julian Castro's twin brother, Joaquin, little Joaquin, the other twin, uh, Ying and Yang, the other twin, Congressman uh, Joaquin Castro, had gone publicly almost almost immediately after BuzzFeed's new news uh, report had gone publicly to demand that President Trump uh, resign and that uh, there be an investigation and that there be an impeachment. And I mean, he went on and on. I mean, just just drama beyond belief. That was 24 hours before this uh, report, uh, before uh, Bob Mueller came back and said, no, it's a lie. Nothing has been heard from uh, from little Joaquin uh, since then. Nothing. The other person that um, that uh, jumped on the bandwagon immediately because she loves publicity is um, was uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, the congresswoman from Houston. Sheila Jackson Lee has never met a uh, a camera that didn't like her or that she didn't like. I mean, just has never. I worked when I worked in in uh, in Houston. Uh, she knew everything. She knew everything, and she was going to be in front of the camera, and she was going to say, well, th- here we go. Again, same situation, just like Joaquin. She jumped out in front and just demanded all sorts of things without knowing, without waiting, without understanding whether or not this uh, th- this story was true. You know, it shows the derangement of both the politicians as well as the media that they go overboard over the slightest hint of something uh, being wrong. They don't investigate it, my friends. They just jump to conclusions. That is very, very sad because that is the same way that they are treating the whole issue of race relations. That's the way they are treating the whole issue of immigration. In race relations, my friends, all you have to do is allege, just allege, and everybody And the left just falls apart. You know, how many times have we seen this type of of behavior on college campuses nowadays? I mean, I myself, I myself have faced this when I've spoken on a college campus. I remember speaking at Rice University and this young lady just having a fit because I would not let somebody that I did not know, that I knew nothing about, just into my house that I would not accept them, that I would not shelter them. I, you know, I, if somebody broke into my house, which was the example, and uh, I didn't know who they were and I didn't know what they were, you know, what, what they were up to, you know, of course I would have them removed. Heavens, you know, because I legally own a gun. I don't know who they are. I might, I, I might shoot. Heaven forbid that's an awful thing to say. And she was just upset because she wanted me just to open the doors and let anybody in this. You know, you can't speak uh, logically. You can't speak uh, unemotionally to some of these folks. Let me conclude. Let me conclude, because I want to be sure that, uh, you know, that we finish this uh, this program. On I, I truly believe I truly believe, my friends, that the issue of race relations is not as bad as the left would like to portray it. I think that the left is portraying, portrays the left, including the leftist media, portrays race relations in negative terms for political reasons. I myself in my home, my family, we have followed the American dream in my family, and we have followed the melting pot dream and theory in my family. There are Roberts, there are Lafures, there are uh, uh, Murdochs in my family now. That my that that my uh, nephews, nieces, there are uh, you know Brocks. That I have cousins. I mean, there are folks. There we have melted into society, my friends. We have melted into society as a family, and that's race in America. Culture is a different thing, particularly when it is the culture of poverty. When people get stuck in one way of thinking and one lifestyle. I was born in public housing, but let me tell you, my friends, my friends, my parents, they did not uh, 
they did not want to stay in public housing. That was not going to be a lifestyle. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. Thank you for being with us. I hope that you will join us again. And um, please, please, please come back to us. Two minutes. Gotcha. I've got a, 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 my producer here is, uh, let me remind, uh, let me mention one more thing before we go, because um, uh, we do have a little bit of time here. Um, I want to mention uh, the San Antonio uh, Family Association is, uh, wants to uh, invite everyone to the Alamo March for Life uh, on January 20th. That's uh, tomorrow, uh, Sunday. Uh, the Alamo March for, for Life, and it's going to be at uh, the Alamo at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, this is, uh, again, it coincides with the um, uh, uh, Martin Luther King uh, birthday celebration is also the Roe v. Wade celebration uh, or recognition and uh, the, uh, the, the, the whole idea of, of uh, Planned Parenthood uh, taking our money and using it to, uh, well, I, I don't know how else to say it, but uh, to butcher uh, the uh, to butcher fetuses, uh, all in the name of uh, of uh, health, as they put it. Uh, at any rate, um, uh, again, the San Antonio Family Association is, ho- is hosting that. Folks, please uh, join us again next Saturday. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. I, uh, you can also go to uh, El Conservador on Facebook and El Conservador uh, on the website and uh, join us. Thank you very much for being with us. This is George Lodias talking to you from San Antonio. Till next time. Bye-bye. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.